Hey everyone and welcome back to Unexpected Hauntings. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on our Apple podcast and write us a review if you want. Um, on today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings, we're going to be talking about three ghost stories that I've gotten the opportunity to share with you guys today. One, it is 19 Chestnut Street, a ghost story, point of view ghost story, which is very interesting because in this story, the ghost realizes that he is an actual ghost and he thinks all this time that he is a person. Secondly, it's a story of Angel's Run, which Angel's Run is a backstory of a road that connects between these two towns. Very interesting and bone chilling uh, story of this winding road. Thirdly, we're going to be talking about the doll in the storage room. Uh, which is a very creepy story of this person hearing their name down in the storage room and being stuck down there by themselves and all of a sudden a clown doll appears and I'm so so excited to tell you about that story and it's really creepy to me because I hate clowns I mean who doesn't so here we are guys Um, get ready for an eye-opening podcast that will have you on the edge of your seat These stories have been approved by my friends to be told, and now they will be shared with you. Now listen, if you dare. What's going on, everyone? Ben Shields here, and you're listening to... Unexpected Hauntings. That it is, everyone. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2 of Unexpected Hauntings. I hope that everyone is doing great this Easter Sunday, um, and actually we are now on Spotify, so if you guys can't get to Apple Podcast, um, just go to Spotify, type in Unexpected Hauntings, and there you go. It's right there. That simple. So, um, of course, you could subscribe on Spotify, um, subscribe on Apple Podcast. And just write us a review of what you guys think about this um, podcast. And we hope that you guys are enjoying it so far. Um, And, of course, also, um, unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. Write in there on some ghost stories that you have. We would love, love to hear your feedback on that. But anyways, um, just, I guess, a... uh, little recap I guess on what's going on with the coronavirus um everything's going pretty crazy here um I live in Georgia so and uh Georgia's getting hit pretty hard I think they said there's about close to about 2,000 something cases 2,500 cases um and my self-quarantine is just about done so I'm really happy about that um but anyways guys uh, again if you can stay inside um and just stay safe. Um, of course, with everything going on, it can be hard to because um, you've got to. They're saying you've got to like um, stay away from touching your face too much and make sure you wash your hands every twenty minutes and stuff like that. Which that is that's all good, but you know, it's kind of hard not to touch your face all the time. But anyways, um, enough of that rant. I hope that you guys are doing okay and y'all are doing fine out there with um, this coronavirus. And I know we'll kick its ass um, in the long run. And it hopefully, 
hopefully it'll be gone by summertime. But anyways, I'm not here to talk about that that much, um, but I'm really excited to share these three stories with you guys. Um, I got all of these from my Reddit friends. I don't know if you guys follow uh, Reddit or have a Reddit account. Um, Unexpected Hauntings has a Reddit account now. Um, so if you want, hit us up on, uh, it's actually UHP Podcast. Um, actually, um, I thought it was UHP, but it's actually UH Podcast, my bad. So it's capital U, capital H, and then capital P for, and then podcast. So UH Podcast, follow us on there. Um, and yeah, we try to keep it updated on there as well. Of course, Facebook and um, Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff. So write us a review. Who knows? We might even um, throw out a gift card or something for whoever writes us a review. Um, so that's in the works. Also in the works is um, we're also sort of looking out for maybe a co-host. So that way it's not so dry <laughs> and it's just not, it's not just me talking. It's someone else talking as well. We're trying to get Skype up and running so that way we can kind of have a two, two way kind of conversation during all of this. So once we're done with the stories, it won't just be me talking about it. We'll have someone else to have some feedback on it as well. And it'll just kind of stir the pot as, if you will, um, of, just what everyone's opinion is on these stories but anyways guys buckle your seats um and get ready we're gonna be talking about 19 chestnut street um which is really cool one of my friends wrote, wrote the story and i just had to share um it just gives just a different point of view of a storyline you, you never think about this um so here we go I have been staying in this house for some time now. I grew up here, so I know every nook and cranny in this house. My parents moved out a while ago, leaving me here to take care of the place, I assume. They didn't say anything to me. They just packed their stuff and left. I guess they rented out from time to time, as I've seen many people come and go. Some were cool. Some were assholes. But all in all, it hasn't been that bad. I stay in the attic. I turned into a bedroom a while back. It's a little crumped, but how... Sorry. <laughs> uh, go back a little bit. Uh, I turned into a bedroom a while back. It's a little crumped. I think he meant to say cramped. But it's a little crumped, but how much space does a guy really need? Sometimes when I'm bored, I like to sit up there and reflect on some of the people I've come in contact with during their stay here. Like the businessman, Mr. Reynolds. He was cool, mid-thirties, ladies' man, kept his place looking sharp, for the ladies of course. He was always talking to some Chinese-looking guy on what he called his laptop. I don't really know what that is. Then one day he just disappeared. Some people came and took his stuff shortly after that, I wonder whatever happened to him. Anyway, then there were what I like to call, for lack of a better term, the high guys, two stoner buddies that like to sit around all day, drink beer, play video games, and get stoned. Who am I to judge anyone? 
to each their own, I always say, but they trashed this place, and I can't have that. I tried everything I could go to get them out of here, but they were so high most of the time they thought I was a hallucination and laughed it off. I stayed in my room the day the cops came to the house and take them away. Who's laughing now? There's been many families move in and out. None of them really stayed too long. Moms and dads with a couple of kids. Sometimes moms and kids. Sometimes just dad. Aside from a few screaming matches and the sounds of lovemaking on occasion, we all seem to pretty well get along. I really enjoyed playing with the kids though. They're so much fun. Playing hide and seek, duck duck goose, games like that, it made me feel alive. I really miss those kids. But now, now there's Susan. She moved in about six months ago. Susan is amazing. She's single with no kids, but she does not have it but she does have a cat, Oscar. Oscar doesn't like me at all. Every time I come in the room, he stands up, curls his back, and hisses at me, like he's ready to attack. I don't want any trouble, so I just leave Oscar alone. Susan goes to work early every morning and doesn't return till late at night, sometimes after dark. I don't know exactly what she does for a living, but I'm sure I will find out eventually. She spends most of her days off just watching Hallmark movies and eating lots of ice cream. I don't understand why, but as pretty as she is, she can do whatever she likes. Susan is about 5 feet 4 inches tall, late 20s, maybe early 30s, with beautiful long brown hair. Excuse me. These amazing green eyes and a voice like an angel. It doesn't hurt that she's chunky in all the right places either. No disrespect to any of you ladies reading this, he put in quotations. Susan may be the most beautiful woman I've seen in a long time, but her housekeeping skills leave a lot to be desired. It's not, it's not that she's a slob or anything, it's just that she doesn't clean up after herself very well. So on occasion, while she's at work, just to help out, I will pick up the cups and dishes around the house and pick up the, and put them in the sink pick up her clothes. I don't know what kind of perfume she uses, but damn does it smell good. Anyway, I will put her clothes in the hamper, sweep the floor, turn the lights out, things like that. Nothing real major, just the basics. It always makes me happy to see the smile on her face when she comes home and sees the house straightened up. She just stands there smiling and she always says, thank you. Anything for you, Susan, anything. I am so taken by Susan that sometimes at night I like to go stand at her bedroom door and just watch her sleep. She looks so peaceful. I would like nothing more than to lay beside her with my arms around her, and but maybe someday. I know it's only been a while. Oh no, sorry. I know it's only been a little while, but I think I'm falling in love with her. I want to tell her how I feel and I want to show her. I think I'll do it tonight when she gets home. What's that? Some kind of folder on the table, and it's entitled HPRC, Hamilton Paranormal Research Center, Case File 137. Paranormal? I've never seen this before. She must have left it behind when she left for work today. I'll just take a peek. Hey, that's a picture of Susan 
What does it say underneath, lead investigator? Wow, that sounds important. Here's the letter. I can barely read the writing. I hereby give my permission to any member of the HPRC to live in my residence for the sole purpose of obtaining evidence of paranormal activity within the assist of removal and said activity. Hmm. I can't read the signature. But there's that word again. There's more. A newspaper clipping from 19... 74. What does it say? Yesterday, the only son, Michael, age 17, a respected banker, William Bernard, and his family, Emily, was found dead in an apartment accidental fall from the attic door to the hallway below. The cause of death was a broken neck. The incident occurred in their home, located at 19 Chestnut Street. Wait, Michael Bernard? That's my name, and that's my address. Those are my parents. What? I'm dead? I can't be dead. I can see. I can feel. I can touch. I remember the fall. I remember getting up. I remember my mother coming up the stairs crying because I fell. Wait. She wasn't looking at me. She was looking at the dead me on the floor. I remember now. The two men in suits coming over and taking my body away. All my relatives coming over a few days later, dressed in black, crying, talking about I was too young to go. Go where? I didn't understand it then. I didn't go anywhere. I understand now. I am a ghost. That explains everything. Why Mr. Reynolds never answered me when I talked to him. He couldn't see me. He couldn't hear me. Why the stoners thought I was hallucination because in their altered state of mind, they could see me, just thought that they were imagining it. Why the parents of the children would always ask their kids, Who are you talking to? Then screamed to me, sc- then screamed at me to the- leave their kids alone. They couldn't see me either. Why her cat hates me. Why my parents just up and left one day. I thought they left me the house. Come to think of it, I haven't seen them in years. And why Susan was always smiling when I cleaned up, it wasn't because I did it. She was looking for evidence of my existence. She wasn't... She wants to get rid of me. I don't want to leave. I like it here. This is my house. And I'm not leaving without a fight. She wants evidence? I'll give her evidence. I really loved her. I helped her. I even tolerated her damn cat. Well, screw all that. I've been nice so far... But after this, no more Mr. Nice Guy. She would come home soon. I'll wait right here. So when she comes through the door, it's game on. Alright guys, there you have it. Um, This is the 19th Chestnut Street story that I was telling you guys about. Very, very cool story to it. Um, Because he basically realized that he was a ghost um and all this time he realized he thought that he was still alive and was still roaming around the house and it makes me wonder if there's other spirits out there that are doing the same exact damn thing there's some type of attachment to that house that won't let him go because it all of a sudden um 
it happened all of a sudden and he snapped his neck and died um sudden deaths i think could also trigger a haunting um which that's what i believe i'm not sure um what you guys believe out there but it just kind of makes sense because it's all of a sudden and they don't expect it and if they don't expect it then how are they going to know so there we go and sorry if you guys hear that in the background uh, it's raining pretty hard right now so it is some great weather outside um, for some ghost storytelling okay so the next story is going to be the legend of angels run and here we go Every small town has that one legend about that one house, that one bridge, that one dark forest. The town I grew up on was no exception. Our legend involved a long stretch of winding road that connected our town with the next town over. The real name of it is Black Forest Road, simply because it's surrounded entirely on both sides by a large mass of trees, making it nearly impossible to see at night. The town folks call it Angels Run, because that's what they say angels would do. They would run from that road. It sounds a bit corny, I know, but it is what it is. They say that in the daytime, when the sun's out, the road is perfectly fine and is used quite often. But when night falls, when darkness creeps over the land, it's a whole different ballgame. They say that road becomes a gateway to hell. Town folks believe in this legend so much that town officials in both towns block off the road with large cement barriers at sundown to prevent anyone from driving in it, then open it back up at sunrise. That's a bit extreme if you ask me, all over some stupid story, but people believe what they believe, and who am I to judge? I heard this story from my father back in 98, when I was 12, he heard it from his father, who heard it from his father, and so on. One summer night, he took me to the barriers, he stood me there, and he told me the legend, the legend of Angels Run. Legend has it that if you were able, that if you were, sorry, <laughs> legend has it that if you were to drive on that road at night, some point before you reached the end, your car would completely shut down for no reason. It would lose all electric power, leaving you stranded in the middle of nowhere in total darkness. At this point, the wind will pick up drastically, blowing so hard that it would shake your vehicle. You will start to hear chanting from the woods, growing louder as time goes by. You will start to hear the sound of babies crying in the wind and an overwhelming feeling of dread fall upon you. Human instinct in situations like this would tell you to run. If you stay in your car, you might live a bit longer, but you are still going to die. Whether you choose to stay in your car or run from for your life doesn't matter. Because out of nowhere, through the darkness, will appear two blinding lights right before you, at which time you will be ripped brutally apart by a pack of wraths by sorry, a pack of wraiths that ascend from the woods, ripping and tearing your flesh, devouring every piece 
of you and taking your soul to hell. It will just take longer if you stay in your car. My father put his arms around me and we walked home together. I must admit that story scared the shit out of me when I was 12. But now that I've just turned 30 and thought about it, I think it's all bullshit. So here I stand at the barriers, about to climb over. I'm writing this on my cell phone and I'll post it before I do. Here I go. Wish me luck. Okay, so I just made it over the barrier. I skinned my knee up pretty good, climbing over the top. Hurts like a bitch, but I'm okay. I put my phone on auto post, so I'll write and post everything I say in real time. Well, I may have underestimated the situation, it's fucking dark and creepy. I can't even see my hand directly in front of my face. The air is stale and thick. It's cold. Oh my god, it's cold. It's June. It was like 80 degrees out there, but in here, it's like 30. I can't get the flashlight out of, of, on my phone to work. I'm starting to freak out. You know what? Fuck this. I'm out of there. What the hell? Where'd the barriers go? I was standing right in front of them. I turn around and they're gone. Like they weren't even there. What the fuck is going on? This can't be happening. Help! Help me! Somebody help me! Okay, stop. Calm down. I'm a, I'm a mature, rational adult. There's got to be an explanation for all of this. I'll just start walking and I'll eventually come to the end. Every road has a beginning and end, right? Okay, then shut up and walk. I've been walking for about an hour now. Could be longer. I don't know. Things really didn't happen that much. No chanting. No crying babies. I'm fucking freezing though. Wait. Wait, was that thunder? No. Raindrops? Fuck. It's starting to rain. I'm freezing and now it's fucking raining? Great. I don't know about the legend crap, but there's definitely some fucked up shit going on here. Oh my god. There's the lights, but the way off in the distance, and they're moving, moving towards me. The coyotes are starting to howl. I can hear them. That can't be good. Something's moving in the, something's moving in the trees. Oh my God, this is it. I'm going to die. I love you, Mom. I love you, Dad. I should have listened. I should have never came here. Oh God, I don't want to die. I stopped. What the fuck? I'm still alive? I think I am anyway. I think I just pissed myself a little bit. Man, this place is fucked up. The lights are getting closer now, about 50 feet away. What? Is that a car? No, it's a taxi. There are no taxis in this town. How did it even get on this road? There's barriers on both ends, I think. What the fuck? Don't do it. What was that? A voice in my right ear? Don't do it? There it is again, the voice in my left ear now. Seriously, it's dark, I'm freezing, it's raining, and now I'm hearing fucking voices. I think I'm losing my mind. This is nuts. I don't know about the wraith part in the legend, or even the legend itself, because this ain't going like that. This is worse. This could definitely be the gateway to hell, though. 
The taxi's slowing down. It's stopping right in front of me. Don't do it. What the fuck? How'd I get in here? I don't remember opening the door. Last thing I remember was standing outside. Here we go. I can't see shit out of the windows. What the fuck is that smell? Wait a minute. I can see in here. Is that blood? Pieces of flesh? All around the inside of this thing? What the hell am I sitting on? Oh my god, it's a hand. There's a leg and a skull. Holy fuck, I'm going to puke. I gotta get out of here. Why won't this fucking door open? Open! Open! Why are we stopping? There's that chanting, but it's coming from in here, and the babies, those fucking babies, they're in my head. The legend is real, but they got it wrong. Where are we? Michael? I just heard my name. Who the fuck is that? Pay me now. Fuck you, I'm not paying you shit. Let me out of here. Pay me now. Who are you? The Wraith. What are you doing? Get off of me. Ah! And that's how it ends. Um, so I guess you guys can, um, it kind of leaves you at a little bit of a thing where you, 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 you can decide on how it ends. Um, basically, I think that might have been the end for that character, Michael, um, so-called character. Um, and, uh, I thought that was pretty crazy because, you know, it's, it, everyone gets at that point of age, I think, and he said it was in his 30s, to where you just think, excuse me, you just think that all of that is just bullshit, and you're just like, okay, I want to try this, I want to see if it works, and, um, you know, all of it's just a bunch of hocus pocus, it's not real, and so, he tried it, and he saw... And encountered what was called um, the Wraith. It's either the Wraith or the Wrath. Um, I think the Wraith sounds more intimidating. Um, but anyways, uh, thank you for that story, man, my friend. That was a pretty bomb-ass story. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay, and we're down to the last story. This one actually kind of gave me the chills. Um, because... My friend, he said he didn't even know if this was real or not, but it seemed real. So, um, I'll let you guys decide that. This is entitled The Doll in the Storage Room. And here we go. This is our last story. When I was younger, I'd go visit my grandparents all the time. They lived in a one-floor house with an unfinished basement. I never liked it down there. It felt small for a big basement. There was a little door down there that was for storage, and I always got a horrible feeling when going close to it. And let me add to this was a newer house that was about six years old. Now, during the time I was about six or seven, I felt so uncomfortable going down there, even when I was with someone I didn't like. It. Even... Sorry, it's worded weird. When I was with someone, I didn't like it. 
I remember going down there with my grandma to help with something. She had to run upstairs because someone rang the doorbell. She said she had she had to go. She'd be right back. Even though she knew how I felt about being alone down there. But I nodded and said, okay. She was gone and I was alone. And I started to get a bad feel in the pit of my stomach. I didn't move and I didn't want to. Even though the lights were on. And now this is where everything started happening. And it still gives me the chills. The lights started to flicker and I started to hear noises that sounded like talking. And it was not coming from upstairs, but in the storage room. I heard someone say my name. Here is the part that freaks me out the most. The voice sounded like my grandma. I was confused as hell. How am I hearing her when she's upstairs? I didn't want to move, but... Me being curious one, I am started I am starting to move towards the storage room door. The closer I get, the worse the bad feeling came. When I got to the door the lights turned off in the basement. I wanted to run upstairs and hide, go home somewhere that wasn't the basement. I heard my name again for the second time, my grandma's voice asking me to open the door and to help her. So I did, and I regret it. I couldn't see anything. It was pitch black. I couldn't hear anything, but faint laughing that felt like forever. But when the laughing stopped, and the lights turned back on in the basement, and I felt a little better when the lights went back on. But the downside was I could see a little in the storage room. I saw a small clown doll in the storage room, and my grandma hates clowns with a passion and wants nothing to do with them. So why the hell was there a clown doll in the damn storage room? Then the lights turned on in the storage room. I saw red that looked like blood all over the place. I screamed and blacked out. The next thing I knew, I was laying on the couch, my grandma looking at me and asked if I was okay. I have a, no idea if that was real or a dream, but it sure as hell felt real. And that's um, the doll in the storage room. Um, very crazy story um, that this grandma hates clowns. And where did she even come up with a clown in the first place, even if this was fake, even if this could have been played off? How would she even have gone down there to place the doll in the first place if she hates clown dolls? And, uh, of course, um, as I said in the beginning, I hate clowns. So just seeing that, I would definitely have run away from all of that. Um, but I guess that wraps up for today's uh, Season 2, Episode 2 of Unexpected Hauntings. Um, of course, write in to us on unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. Again, write in to us at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. Thank you guys, and have a wonderful evening.